You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. Co-host Tom Schreier couldn't be here today, but that's okay. We're joined by Lauren Cox. He is the host of the Locked on Bears podcast, and we're happy to have him on today. Lauren, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, although I'm, I'm bracing for a game this Sunday that's going to feel a lot more preseason than regular season. So I'm, I'm, I'm going uh, to be stocking up on libations for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Let's talk, let's talk about you know this game and... We'll talk about like the in, the matchups and what this means um, in, in segment two. But when you look at this Bears team, three and thirteen, in contention for the number one overall pick. Uh, but at least from an outsider's perspective, from my perspective, you know who watches the team, you know, not on the regular like you. But is there hope with Justin Fields? Like when you look at what the team can can accomplish down the road. Um, did this season offer some hope or are people frustrated by, by what's been going on? Yeah, it's about as optimistic as you can be for a team that's lost nine games in a row and fully yeah. expected to lose number 10. It, it's kind of this weird feeling around the team where it's like, the, you know, everything is still holding together. You don't have locker room drama. You don't have, you know, sideline blowups. I guess last week, Chase Claypool got a little upset on the sideline of the wide receiver, but it wasn't because he wasn't getting the ball. It's because he, he was like, he wanted the team to be like engaged and locked in and say, guys, we're getting our butts kicked. Let's let's like, it was a good sideline blow up, not a mm-hmm. frustration boiling over sideline blow up. Like this is a team that feels like they, they feel like they are making progress. And this last week against the lions felt like regression to me. Like the first eight losses were a little bit more like, progress marking and this last one was like oh wait a minute this was uh this was a real step back but beyond that it, it has been a team that has shown those flashes like they had a stretch in there when they were they beat the patriots and then lost after you know the the cowboys dolphins and lions and falcons but they were scoring about 30 points a game over that stretch like they were even though the, the passing stats have not been there for justin fields the the raw production in that regard they're scoring points and they have been finding ways to move the ball and so yeah there is this feeling like justin fields is still a work in progress and is far from a finished product but there has been enough growth and development and, and signs of success, even as everything else around him has been not ideal for quarterback development. Yeah. When you look at Justin Fields, like the, the, the dynamic way he plays the position stands out. What also stands out to me is like the lack of weapons around him. 
Like, what can you say about the way he's been able to kind of take these these steps and these leaps and these bounds this year, considering for most of the year, like Equinamius St. Brown has been his, his number one target or Chase Claypool or Darnell Mooney, certainly not some receivers conducive to kind of helping a, a young player grow. Yeah, that's that's been what's made this so difficult, I think, especially for people outside of Chicago, that you glance at the at the box score stats and the and the just the raw volume production and see, you know, him being ruled out this week, he's gonna finish the season with twenty two hundred passing yards. And it, it's just not a it's not a season that you think of as like good for a quarterback. But he's also not attempting very many passes per game. They're not asking him to throw the ball up and down the field all game long. They're playing to his strengths and to the strengths of the offense, which has also been the running backs and, and run blocking with that offensive line. And so it hasn't been a traditional quarterback evaluation in that regard, but it's been looking at, okay, where has he gotten better from last season to this season and from week one of this season to week 17 of this season? Can you see strides in his games that then presumably next season and beyond when you give him better wide receivers, a better offensive line, and certainly a better defense. Will the foundation be there? The tools, the skills be there that when, when the rest of the team can kind of match it, get up to his level a little bit more, can the production then follow? And you see certainly better pocket presence from him and being able to feel pressure and blitzes better than early this season. He's just, I mean, he, he was quick to just take off and run and couldn't always have a good feel of when he can hang in there and when he cannot. he's getting through his progressions more quickly early on. He would hang on to that, that first or second read because he, he wants the big play to be there. It's not that he's having trouble reading it. He's just holding onto it and saying like, Oh, if I just wait an extra second, Mooney's going to get open and I can fire this ball in there and understanding that, no, you got to go one, two, three, four, get to your check down more quickly. So it's like those things that, aren't sexy and aren't resulting in big production, but are important in his growth. We've seen those. And those are the kind of boxes that I think bears fans are checking saying we're feeling pretty good about this quarterback going into the offseason, despite nine and soon to be 10 losses in a row. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I mean, the season as a whole, like, it's hard to say, like, the Bears are on the up and up uh, because (laughs) they're not. They're in contention for the number one overall pick. But as someone who follows the Vikings and lives in Minnesota, like, watching what Justin Fields has been able to do this year, there's a world in which like he can be a problem for years to come. I remember when the bears were in town a few months ago and Justin Fields rattled off. I think it was like a 60 yard run that ended up getting called back because of a holding penalty, Um, a holding just like away from the play did not impact the run. So it's unfortunate for him, Um, but it was almost like you saw something click and he's like, I can do this all the time. (laughs) Like, and, and, and you've seen those big plays, those, you know, even last week against the Lions, those big chunk run plays. Is there any concern with how much he runs that his body will be able to take the the punishment that comes with playing the quarterback position, playing in the league? Or like, how, how do you kind of evaluate, you know, that's obviously a big part of his game, his legs, um, with not risking, you know, injury on a long-term basis? That's definitely a a very real concern. And I think if you polled Bears fans, that's a bigger concern than 
the quarterback development side, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think there's less concern over, oh, will he become a productive enough passer for this team? But it's, will he be able to hold up consistently a, as a runner and just taking the hits that he's taken this season? Like, I think it can be a little bit exaggerated because we think of all the tackles he's had on running plays. But like the bigger issue I'll point to is he's been sacked 55 times this season. I mean, sure. like Jay Cutler's most sacks in a season, I think was 52 in some of those bad years in Chicago with, with bad offensive lines. Like, He's taking hits on a lot of passing plays, let alone the plays as a runner. Because at least when you're the runner, right, you tend to have a little bit more control over the contact that you're going to receive. You know, you see the tackle coming and you can change how your body position is going to be. You can slide, you can step out of bounds in the pocket or behind the line of scrimmage. You know, you're holding it on, holding on to it to the last possible second and kind of at the mercy of what the pass rusher is going to do to you. So I'm a little bit more concerned in that regard. I will say, you know, he's he's big. He's strong. He's, you know, that, that was one of the concerns like with Lamar Jackson coming out was his injuries because he was so kind of thin and frail and, and he bulked up quite a bit in, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing fields already have a decent amount of that bulk and some still some ability to grow there. So it's a real concern, but he's also really tough and has played through rib injuries in the national championship game. And now this season he played through a strained left shoulder. He played through a rib injury. He was evaluated for a concussion last week and, and came back in the game that got stepped on in the week before that. And now this week, he reported some hip soreness on Monday and they got an MRI that determined there's a hip strain. So he's out for this week. But if the bears were, if the bears were in playoff contention, he would definitely be playing on Sunday. For sure. The bears, they're an interesting team to me because like you said, like we've been talking about, they have Justin Fields, they have their quarterback, at least they think so right now. Um, Things can change, you know, on a year by year basis in the NFL, but it seems right now they're going to build around Justin Fields. And that seems like obviously the right decision with the way he's, you know, shown, you know, his ability this year, they also are going to have a boatload of money to spend this off season. So like, how do you, what's your fix or your, your game plan? You know, if you're Ryan Poles and I, obviously Ryan Poles was a finalist for the Vikings DM job, um, ended up picking Chicago tears that thing down to the studs. And now, gets an opportunity to kind of build it back up in, in, in his vision. If you have all this money, what are, what are you focusing most on first, first and foremost um, around Justin Fields, around the rest of the team? What's, what's your big, we got to go get this, this off season. It's so interesting because right. All the talk is going to be about fields and you know, you want to get them receivers and you want to give them an offensive line and stuff. But I really think I'm predicting that, the bulk of the focus, especially in free agency, is actually going to be on the defense. And it's a horrendous defense. And I know it's, it's, it's easy to kind of overlook that with the field stuff. But, like, this is a preseason roster out there. I mean, there we might have three week one starters, maybe four, depending on how the injury goes, playing in this game on – or starting this game on Sunday. I mean, that's how both injuries, trades, and a couple of guys getting benched. That's how much turnover there's had to be on that side of the ball. And, like, when you look at the offense, the, the free agent wide receiver class is – week it's Juju Smith Schuster it's Alan Lazard I mean and those guys could still be re-signed by their teams there's not a number one go get him make make him your top target type of player out there which is what Ryan Poles essentially admitted at his press conference after trading for Chase Claypool he said yeah we kind of looked ahead of free agency and thought let's go get this guy now so we make sure we get somebody and have him in the building earlier as opposed to waiting in free agency and not liking the options that we see there the offensive line has a number of young players that have been developing. So I don't know if they're going to come in and do what polls did in Kansas city after they lost a super bowl, not as GM, but as assistant GM where they signed like four new offensive linemen traded for one and revamped Patrick Mahomes whole O line. 
I don't really see that as the case for the Bears. They might sign one or two guys at most there, but otherwise backfield is pretty much intact. Tight end is pretty much set. You're not going to sign big money at wide receiver. So then it's defense. It's this is maybe the worst pass rush in football. Get me an edge rusher. Get me an interior pass rusher. Deron Payne is kind of the, the, the fan favorite free agent defensive tackle right now from the Washington Commanders. But you're probably going to need something at linebacker. You're going to need something in the secondary. It's just get as much defensive talent. But particularly, I think, up front in that trenches will be the, the free agency priority for sure. For sure. Yeah, definitely interesting to kind of think about what they're going to do and the options they're going to have um, this weekend. When we come back, we'll talk about the actual game. Um, it wasn't the thing we led with because it doesn't really matter. Um, it matters a little for the Vikings if they get some help. It matters a little for the Bears because they can get the number one overall pick. But as Lauren was saying, this is a glorified three-season game coming up. But we're going to talk about it when we come back.